here we are back again uh we are live for what is the 40th episode of the end product podcast as always i have my sparring partner quinny uh in the virtual studio with me this week how are you doing quinny not too bad mate not too bad how are you you're on your feet i see you're up in a whale yes i am yeah we were just talking off air about the sort of so rare meetup that we were invited along to which was great uh, last weekend so for anyone listening quinny and i got got to spend some time in in person hanging out in the real world last weekend we got to go and watch tottenham get a great result against city what did you make of uh, the stadium the game did you have a good day good trip Oh, I had a great day, mate. I had a great day. We got to the, the Tottenham, what was it called? The number eight pub uh, across the road from the stadium. We managed to watch Celtic um, before we got into the, the good and the great of the game and everything. But it was great, man. Honestly, it was great. You know, getting to meet yourself again. Uh, Monkey, Hoodwink, MDJ, uh, Buzz, Alex. I know I'm forgetting somebody still at this point. Sam. Josh. Sam, of course. Um you know, so a lot of heroes were there, and we got to meet Dan for the first time as well. And uh, Dan gave us some good gossip, didn't he? I don't know if we can share much of it, but yeah, we us... were trying to get the alpha out of him all evening, weren't we? Really, it wasn't really like breaking news or anything. It was just some wee funny stories, you know, about things that, that went along the way, as it were. You know, so it was great meeting Dan, great hooking up, and um, like yeah, we got to see Harry Kane become the top goal scorer ever for Tottenham. You yeah, know, that was so definitely a moment, wasn't it was a nice goal to see him take in. It was. It was a, the match wasn't great. What did you make of the match? Wasn't it up to much itself, was it? It was all right. It was like it was difficult, wasn't it? Because it was a bit scrappy. I think once the uh once the sort of initial goal went in, there wasn't a great deal of like goal mouth activity after that, was there really? It was uh it was one of those games where City just didn't really look like they would they they couldn't get they couldn't break the lines, could they? That's what I made of it. What did you what was your view on it? I, f- I think Tottenham were like quite astute defensively, but also I think City were a little bit toothless in attack. Um, I think what Mares probably had the best chance, he hit the bar, didn't he? Um, yeah. Just before half-time. And then obviously De Bruyne had a free kick near the end of the game, which would have made things really interesting for the last sort of five minutes or so. But um, overall, I felt like it was a fair result. I think Tottenham did just enough to edge it. Yeah. What was your take on it? I th- it did feel like Tottenham did really well at kind of isolating City. And, um, you know, like it felt like every time City tried to get on the ball, there was one or two Tottenham players in their face right away. And City never got into that spell of dominating possession, you know, really moving the ball over the pitch and, and doing all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, it was a great experience. I can't wait to do it. I've actually put in um, a request to Soria to do more stuff like that and, like, Brilliant. get some competitions and we can get some people along to the games with us and do all that kind of stuff. So... Hopefully there'll be some more Premier League action with the end product podcast over the next kind of uh, month or two. Because afterwards, like the game, the, the game was only like the kind of it was like the main event stache. But afterwards was where the the fun happened, day eh? when we were all getting into the pubs and all that. And yeah, and, uh, yeah, it was good. First fans, it was good crack, you know. Uh, one thing about it was, I think everywhere away from that ground feels like the longest walk ever. Like the train station, it's a solid thirty minute walk to the, like the closest train station from the ground, and. Uh, yeah, when it's cold, that feels like a long time, doesn't it? But there was plenty of places to like dive into on the way back to the station. It was a, uh, it was not too difficult to find a pub. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Dan; he was definitely uh, itching for a cold Guinness, wasn't he? I think we had to spot a few, <laughs> uh, a few pubs in there because he was saying, if you lo- if you listen in Paris, uh, Dan was dissing 
the uh, the situation in terms of Guinness over there. He said you don't really get good Guinness in Paris, so he was a uh, he was desperate to get a decent uh, Guinness. But uh, it was yeah, it was great, great evening. And huge um, shout out to Dan for putting it all together. By the way, yeah, absolute legend that he is. Absolutely, I know. Uh, yeah, fingers crossed we get the opportunity to do that more often. Um, we have a very special guest lined up who has come in at last minute. And for anyone who's watching the stream, this is going to be quite exciting because we're going to have a big reveal. Uh, you can't see him on screen at the moment, but I have got him ready to jump into action. I'm going to transition him into the uh, activities and he will reveal himself like the wrestler from the Royal Rumble running down the ring, uh, about to clothesline everyone out. Let's get into it. Here he is, the man, the myth, the legend. Harry Trades, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing well, thank you, guys. Thank you for allowing me to be a yeah, super sub for this episode. Buzz him. He's coming at last minute, Quinny. Quinny was sending messages into uh, into the group chats literally 20 minutes ago, and here he is, ready I literally just walked in from, I literally just got my hair cut. So I didn't even see the, the message half an hour ago, to be fair. I wouldn't, I wasn't purposely avoiding Twitter in any way. I was just literally walking home back to my house. Um, yeah, got, got my uh, computer ready and saw that the Quinny was in need of a, a super sub. So I thought, you know what, I've got an hour, well, I've got two hours until I film with um, Sam and, and Laird. So I was like, you know what, I'm not doing anything. Let's just get cracking. Nice. Nice. See, I'm looking that. sweet as well, Harry boy. I love what you're done with all the shirts there. Looking slight. Thank, thank you, mate. Yeah, I came home Tuesday, so I've been home for a day or so now, and I've just tried to like, yeah, I've moved my my whole little setup around. To be fair, um, brought a few imports with me, which is the the messy jersey that I got um, nice. from staying with one of my friends in America. His his old man works in like a sports shop, so they were selling they were selling already printed messy jerseys. So I was like, so he worked there. He got a little discount for us. Um, yeah, brought a few imports back. Brought my my Welsh Euro 2016 shirt back with me, which was nice. I haven't seen that for a few years. Um, yeah, just buzzing to sort of get back get back into the swing of things, to be honest, and just have some familiarity with with my setup. You know, nice. love it, man. Looks like Carol Smiley's been in there and done a number on the place. <laughs> <laughs> Carol Smiley, that is a throwback. Yeah. I bet there's people in the chat really confused now. <laughs> I, I'm really confused. I don't even know the reference. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Let me search it. Uh, all the Scottish listeners will know exactly what's going on. Carol Smiley, she used to be like the kind of like DIY decorator type person on in the daytime television, sorting <laughs> your house out. You know, she was the... Uh, 60 Minute Makeover. Yeah, that was it. I was trying to remember the TV shows, but uh, there'll be a few people in the chat that remember, <laughs> but I think oh, we've definitely alienated, alienated about... 80% of the audience. <laughs> People in the chat are saying, is that is that is is she the old school Dion Dublin? And I'd say, yeah, that's probably a pretty good thing. <laughs> the old school. <laughs> I was thinking Dion Dublin. As soon as you said 60 minute makeover, I was thinking uh, Dion Dublin's been in there, that's better. Football Double D's. Really. <laughs> Double D's. <laughs> well, I've really lowered the tone now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, lads. <laughs> it's all good. So I mean I think a good place to start, right, is obviously last weekend was the introduction of all the cap modes and obviously the, the free-to-play modes, which we can have a little chat about as well. But I think the the most pressing bit of information that we can kind of like shoot shoot at is how you guys found cap modes last weekend. Did you have any end product, any luck? Um, and, you know, did... 
did it make you think about where you're going to start prioritizing from this week onwards? Yeah, so I entered myself, I entered a cap 240 rare personally and a cap 220 super rare. So I'm, you know, I have a, a very sort of streamlined gallery and it doesn't really allow me to have too many goalkeepers um, access, which is an issue for me right now. So, you know, when, once all my goalkeepers are playing, um, you know, the leftovers are going to probably tend to go into these cap modes. I managed to finish 16th in the cap 220 super rare with four players. Um, won a tier three super, which ended up selling for like 50 quid. He wasn't up to much, to be fair. Got shafted in the rewards, but I'm not kicking up a fuss. That is not a dig to anyone on Twitter. Because um, <laughs> I have I have made a fuss in like months ago when there was, you know, a legit reason to. But regardless, um, yeah, you know, my, my players just popped off. 289 points. Sh- Vish- Yari Vasharan scored 100, which was just ridiculous for, for that mode, I think. And that just obviously excelled everyone else. Yorbe Vitesse with an 85. And it just kind of... Yeah, just just sent this sort of team into um, overdrive, but I didn't. Ex- I mean, yeah, when, when one of your players scores a hundred, you probably you know you're in line for something if the rest play and the, the other three did. Like I said, no goalkeeper. Obviously, yeah, did well there. Cap two forty though, which is probably more, um, you know, more of the sort of round that you know, the listeners are going to be playing. I imagine, especially in in rare form. Um, Again, four man four man team. I, I scored two hundred and twenty nine points. I was just under the threshold. I needed Kulisevsky forward card to do something in the last game in the game that you guys went to. He scored mm. twenty seven. He had a he had a bit of a stinker um, on paper. Minus seven AA score. So luckily, yeah, unluckily for me, didn't get my my ETH. I had Enzo in there. I had uh, Thiago Di Giallo in there, and I had uh, an Albanese, who's a La Liga two player. But yeah, no, for me. It seems interesting. Like I, what what was the top? So I needed sixty three more points for a card, which is what two hundred and ninety three points for a tier three rare. Right? Is that is that too is that high? No, but is it high when you got a cap of two forty ish? Like yeah. it's not it's not easy. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you're having all your players to outperform the L 15s real or not all, but at least four of them probably. Um, so, yeah, I find it interesting. I've got no more sort of personal intake than that, to be honest. But so I'm, I'm interested to see what you guys sort of took from it. But, um, yeah, 187 points away from winning it, which is what, like nearly four, yeah, 416 points. Massive, massive. Which score. is huge, isn't it? No, no, ones, no bonus and no, and no captaincy. Like, that's crazy. That's ridiculous, no? Yeah, there's no captain, is there? So that essentially the the, the absolute maximum you can score is 500. So oh, you okay? And somebody the scored absolute maximum Jesus you can score 500 Christ. in that league. To score that many is actually pretty crazy. It is, isn't it? Like you know, that, that those, takes some doing. Yeah, if a couple of those players were super rares and you put that team into an all-star pro, it, you'd be looking at over 500 points there probably. Once you I'm start adding f- the extras up. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm going to try and get. So I was just going to try and get that lineup up and see what it actually entailed because that just sounds ridiculous. Yeah, there were some super high scores. Quinny, how did you get on? Did, did you get involved in the cap mode yourself? or I found the cap mode, uh, the rare, I squished it. I got 275, so I got the ETH, no problem. I wasn't too far off a card. And like my guys all did score kind of well. You know, I had a decent rare compliment there. But super rare, I only finished on 221 points. Unfortunately, we've not got Tony with us today and he could only manage a sub-appearance at the weekend without a decisive... So um, if Tony had got the start or bagged the goal, I might have just crept over there. But I did. That team really showed to me, like because the super rare team got two twenty points, right? 
I got a goal from my striker and my defender got a clean sheet all around game up to 60 points with no decisive. Nice. So I think having two greens in there from like a cap 240 like is probably around normally like a, a reasonable expectation on a team that's a cap 240. You're not expecting five decisive or anything yeah. like that, you know. One decisive and a good, strong build AA is kind of what you're looking to start with. And then the goalkeeper does okay. And then hopefully your other two players can, can get there. So I found not having any captain or any multiplier, there is not really much room for error. You know, in that yeah. case, you know, I was only 30 points off the, the threshold, as it were, with my goalkeeper doing a 41, my starting centre mid doing a 30, and then Tony, like I mentioned, super subbing in for a 26. Um, so for those three scores to be where they're at, you're probably always going to have two, three guys in your cap modes that might bring in a score like that because the reality is their cap is fitting this mode, you know. So it's maybe like my, the experience I had with NBA didn't actually, it gave me confidence to play these modes in football. And I don't think any of that's lost. But yeah. I do think looking at this, football is also totally different to basketball. The The lack of captain or any sort of bonus does make it harder than I thought it would have made it. Definitely. I think I'm just looking back at mine to remind myself of who was in my Cap 240 team. But I did manage to scrape the ETH just about um, in Cap 240. I won a few cards in other divisions. I was unfortunate in kind of like the Super Air divisions. But if I focus in on the Cap mode, I'm just going to have a quick look at my team because I know it just scraped in. Um, where are we? Cap 240. So, yeah, goalkeeper was Talavera, put up 49 Vardio hit a 75.9. Then I've got Sanyan who hit a 51. And then I got Verts and Bailey, 35.9 and 38.9 respectively. So, yeah, I, I definitely had a, a couple of players that scored under and a couple that went quite big over what they were expected. And I think they just 251.5 points. So I just scraped the ETH and I managed to do it in uh, the limited cap 240 as well. Um, similarly, I had the same goalkeeper there. I had Mullenstein, who hit a 60 because he, he got a decisive. A 21.3 and a 35. I think one of those 35s was the Universitario game that didn't, you know, the coverage drop, dropped out. So I might have done a bit better had that coverage had been, like, fixed. Um, but then Berghaus put up 100. And like you were saying, Harry, I think if you hit 100 and then you just get a couple of, like, average performances, you can you can get close to it or... Or, or scrape it so yeah that was kind of my experience of the cap modes I didn't I think that was one thing that stuck out glared out at me when I was setting my teams last week was that you I think Quinny mentioned it on a podcast before that you're going to need a lot of goalkeepers to enter all these modes so I really did have to look at do I enter cap 270 or do I go into challenger with a rare team or you know do I use my super rares in the cap modes or do I put them into a d3 and I think before last weekend, I was definitely thinking that the big the big sort of losers, if you like, in the cat mode would be that D3 would become a lot more, or like All-Star Pro, as we call it now, like pro, the Pro League, would become more competitive because people who have good supers but don't have a good goalkeeper or don't have a super goalkeeper are going to put their strongest supers into those D3, which we've seen already. But I think we might, might have seen it more with certain accounts. But actually... I had a little look at like where the points were being scored. And if you look at um, like the prize pool and the sort of what the points you needed to pick up the cards last weekend, 
I, I went through and I tried to compare like cap 270 to 240, 220 and all-star. And actually, if you had a pretty decent lineup, especially if you've got bonus and X, like XP, I worked out basically based on like an average of 7% bonus. If you put that team into all-star rare, you'd have been a lot better off in terms of card rewards than you would have been in any of the cap modes. And obviously that's without any cap. You, you needed less points to hit a card in all-star than you did in any of the cap modes, which is crazy. But I guess it meant like from looking at that, what you could take from that is that people targeted cap modes for the first week. But also if you look at the reward pool, if you look in the reward pools and like set the order by like the value of the cards, some of the best rewards were paid out in cap 270. Um, so interesting. Mm. That, they did say they wanted cap 270 to be a big pair. Mm, it, it, they, some, of the, some of the rewards out of cap 270 were some of the best um, in, in, their, in their scarcities. Is Cap 270 the mode where I'm just looking at the um... 270 is uh, like it's 270 cap, but they do you do still get your bonus, and I think you I was just they, yeah you're right you do get that. I was just thinking about the rewards. Like I'm just looking now. Do you get um like a scarcity above in terms of like say if you're in the yeah. rare, do you win super? You get double bubble right? at the top. Yeah, they double. Okay, up. so double bubble got you. Okay, I'm just looking now. Yeah, seven supers. Okay, yeah, so. I can see, yeah, that is obviously way more lucrative on paper than an all-star slash all-star rare pro would be because if you do finish first in Cap 270, you're getting not only a star rare, but you're getting a tier two super. Mm. You know, there's two cards versus one and you can only win a star rare, I guess, on the top of all-star and all-star rare pro. And now you don't get the, there's no threshold there. Is there less of a reason to go? Like if you've got like a, if you've got a really good team that fits into 270 rare, it's probably going there, isn't it? The All Star Rare Pro, uh, All Star Rare. My bad. If you had let five you strong rares, go on. Well, let me ask you this, right? Let's imagine you've got a really good team that you want to put into two seventy, but it's mm -hmm. two seventy one or two seventy five. Okay. Would you keep that team fully assembled and just put it into All Star, or would you take some good pieces out of that and try and appropriate some sort of different team? What, what, what if, do you think you've you got, guys would do? What Jake people would do? Yeah, I mean, it depends if you've got a couple of super. If you've got two supers that can, you know, that can complement three of those rares, then that could potentially go into an all-star rare pro for me. But yeah. if it doesn't, then it's tough. It, it depends. It depends on the other pieces. Is the issue with that that question, I guess. But if if it is a two seventy one lineup and you can't do anything else with it other than play those five, then I mean, you're forced to just pop it into All-Star Rare, aren't you? Really? I imagine. Unless it's regional and it can pop into a region nicely. But if, it, if, it, if it's a mixed bunch of players in terms of regions, then, yeah, I mean, you, you're left with no choice, are you? Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm just, like, obviously, it's, it's kind of a, an open question, so it does depend mm. on, like you said, like actual what cards people have and all the rest of it. But what I'm kind of thinking when I'm asking that is, like, I'm thinking, imagine I had a really strong team. I'm like, oh, wow, this is going to be around the 270 mark. And then I go to plug it in. And it's 271 and I can't do it. I'm thinking, right, I would probably just roll that into All-Star and forget about it. But I've, okay. I've uh, now, what I want to hear from you guys is what, what you think the likelihood of maybe the average person will take maybe the good cheat code card or two out of that team and then just try and make a 240 team with other mm -hmm. subprime guys, maybe cost themselves a good All-Star team to try and make a 240 work to satisfy a cap. Or do you think people would just take their best team that doesn't quite fit 270 not touch it and just put it into all-star or chop it into pieces and 
I'll make a wee team there and I'll make a wee team there instead with these good pieces or, or whatever. That's where I'm kind of like racking my brains at the moment. That's where you're at, Stash. Yeah, <laughs> I'm finding that in sort of because I I've last weekend I found that like I had a lot of super rares that just didn't get used because I didn't have enough super rare goalies to enter all the cap modes and and the regionals. So like at the moment I've only really got two goalkeepers that are likely to play. So one of them goes last weekend one of them went in U23 and the other one went in All Star Super Rare. So I didn't even attempt the cap modes last weekend. Um, but I did. I had a win in All Star Super Rare. Um, I finished 18th overall in the end, um, nice. which was okay. It could have been higher, but finishing 18th, I won a card that was worth about. I think I sold it for 180 quid, which is decent if you treat that a bit like a threshold, right? But you're not going to win every time, and obviously, if you hit a tier three, that might be like less than that. Obviously, so I was quite fortunate that it was a younger player. Be, who may come on to something good and it was the number one um super rare so it was quite it shifted i had a few offers on it um it wasn't a player that i think i had much use for in the short term so i just thought let me just get rid of it get smith in the bank and treat it like a threshold whereas this week um i had a little look at what i can do with the super rares i've got available and i decided at the moment as it stands i'm, I'm looking at cap 240 because I think I've got a good, I've got a 238, which looks like they're all starters on paper. Nice. Um, some of them are definitely a lot lower on their averages than they should be. Um, I'm not expecting it to land in cards. I don't think there's anyone in there that's like that capable of a decisive. They're all kind of like good all around scorers. So the thinking is if they all have an average game, I should hit the threshold. But I'm not putting it in there thinking it's going to win a card. And that's like, if I move that into All-Star, looking at what is in there now and what I've got left, the only way I can really strengthen that is by taking the Supers out of my Challenger Europe Rare Pro, maybe, or my All-Star, and swapping them out for the two weak links, if you like, and then putting that in All-Star. Um, that, that's, that's causing me... the. That's where my issue is at the moment, is... That and if you can, you can definitely, I'm sure, apply that to people who play limited and a bit of rare. It's like I play rare and uh, super rare, and I've got a couple of uniques that I use to boost up my my super rare offerings. But I'm sure this is exactly what goes on with people who've got like a big unique gallery and a few rares. And it's like you can probably apply this across all scarcities. And I think that yeah, it's made me realise I probably need more goalkeepers. Um, and I've got quite a few, but a lot of them are not playing. <laughs> so it's like, I've got all these goalkeepers yeah. I'm hoping come good one day because like more of like a long-term hold that, you know, you only need that goalkeeper to start playing and they double, they double the value overnight. So they're more like, that's more of a trading strategy of mine. But in terms of utility, it leaves me in a sticky position at the minute where I'm not really in any of the regions. I'm like, for this weekend, I might be looking at Challenger Europe Rare Pro, mostly because Celtic can't play in. <laughs> and I think he could play Porto. So it's like Challenger could be a decent, could be decent. I've got PSV and Ajax cards. PSV and Ajax both have favourable fixture this weekend. So I think I'm in with a good shout in Challenger this weekend. But if Sorry. if not, I could move a couple of those supers out of Challenger and into that cap 240 and have a proper go at also. But I don't know. I think like I'm definitely tempted by the 
threshold because <laughs> I won it in rare and limited last weekend. I think I'm almost like I don't feel guilty targeting it. You know, like, oh, you know, mm. it's a hundred dollars. It's quite a decent little about amount of Ethereum. That it's not like yeah. you know, it's better than most tier three rare wins that you might pick up in like maybe challenger rare or something like that, which is where I'll end up if I take the supers out of the rare pro realistically, I think. But yeah, that's the sort of conundrum. <clears throat> I was just thinking about your contemplation then. And like, I mean, it's, it's always easily or easier to like apply it to yourself in that sense. And yours is more, you know, does it go into regions? Does it go into cap then? And, 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 and that depends on, on fixtures, I guess. And obviously prize pool, um as well but then i was just having a little think then in my head and it's like you know I, I try and i try and play d i try and play under 23 super every weekend as long as i have the goalkeeper for it and i and i do for now right and i have a unique most of the time to try and get in there but then i was just thinking in my head if you know realistically if this doesn't become or like if for one week let's just say the fixtures just don't fall my way too much i could then turn that four man super and one unique as long as I have other super rares to, to get rid of that unique and play it in cap 240 and basically not guarantee myself the, the 200. And, um, yeah, not, I'm not guaranteeing myself the threshold, but I'm putting myself, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm buying a ticket to, to yeah. uh, at minimum, you know, get the threshold. And then if, if it pops off a little bit more than I expected to, then, you know, you could always get a card as well. And, and I'm, I'm sort of, stopping myself from playing against all these massive Mbappe super rares and Haaland super rares in the under 23 um, yeah. super rare division because now the, the prizes are a lot more lucrative. There's a star ray on top of, it's a double bubble like Quinny likes to call it, on top of the, on the podium. So, you know, looking at some, like my goalkeeper's L15 is only 43. I look at that and go, well, I could probably, I, I could throw this into cap 240 super rare and, and kind of be okay with, if I won a hundred dollars, I'd be or whatever it is euro. I'd be over the moon with that for a, yeah. for a end because I might end up with nothing in D two in under twenty three super rare because yeah. last week I scored like two seventy points, which is okay. Uh, sorry, three seventy points, and I was like fifteen points away from a card that yeah. could have potentially been a a cap two forty super rare team, and I could have banked a hundred you know euros dollars whatever at a minimum. So it's like in my head, I've now have to have that contemplation. Do I play it safe and, and aim for the Ethereum, even though it's not crazy safe, but it's safer than going against the massive cards that I might face in under 23 Super A, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. And someone in the chat's just mentioned, and I think this is correct as well, but uh, on the Super Air cap 240 last week, you only needed 260 to win a card. Interesting. So 260 wins a card as well as the $100. When you put it, when you think of it like that, it's actually quite obtainable, or it yeah. was last weekend anyway. We will see what people do this weekend after they saw. But um, but yeah, your your three seventy was that with a unique or without? It was with a unique, but the unique didn't even pop off. To be fair, I had Yari. I could have played Yari Vasharan with a lower L fifteen, and he scored a hundred. So in yeah. theory, it could have been a lot higher. The unique didn't didn't do anything in uh, on paper. So it scored. So you took away all of those, like percentage bonuses you you would have probably been in the cards in super rare with a bit of tinkering so i'm looking yeah. at a 49.5 from my goalie 61 from jordan bayer this is without bonuses 46 from alan varela jao mario scored 71 he got an assist so you're looking at uh 100 210 or so 220 
two ten, and then pl- let's say Yari was the the other mid. You're looking at three three ten basically. You would have been right yeah. up there. I'm, I'm going to try. Would you unique, Harry? Christ. Let's have a look at Cap two forty super air while we while while uh while we're here. I was doing yeah. that. Where we were pulling that up, Stash. I was doing a thing with the members um, on my stream yesterday, and we were looking at the difference in the limited divisions to exactly what we're kind of talking about uh, the now. And it did definitely feel an all star. Like, I can't remember the exact numbers, right? So I was just kind of doing it for individual galleries. People were asking me where they should prioritize their lineups this week, kind of thing. And uh, like, all star limited last week, again, I might be getting this a wee bit wrong, but obviously, you've got XP, you've got a captain, you don't have any cap restrictions, but it was like, 290 points to break into tier three limited, which tier three limited as we know are worth, you know, a kick in the teeth, they're not worth much, you know. But mm-hmm. um but in the cat modes, without XP and without multiplier, you would have needed 320 to break into and I think that was cap two forty I was looking at to break into the, the tier three limited uh kind of thing. So it definitely does, you know, and again from the what you've looked at there, Stashy with the rares, it does definitely feel like and we're, we're probably gonna have this massive sea change every week because it kind of comes back to the question I asked a little bit as well, because sometimes if you've got a cap 270, 240, 220 team you're excited about, it's probably built on one or two guys, you know, that have the codes, that have the fixture, that have the whatever going in their favour, you know. And if you believe, kind of like Harry's talking about with his goalkeeper there, if you believe you've got one of the cheat codes of the week, then you're going to put all the best stuff around them in a cap mode and you're going to try and maximise it. Because in basketball, mm-hmm. a lot of people will go out and buy the cheat codes. In football, it's not as straightforward as that because no. the, the options available is fucking countless and nothing's guaranteed on the pitch. You can't forecast that they're going to get four interceptions. That doesn't happen in football, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, if people get the sniff of, oh, I've got a goalkeeper at 32, or, you know, <laughs> it feels like people are going hammer and tongs at the, at the cap mode now. So that will change on fixtures. No Celtic this week, hard game in Portugal, hard game here, blah, 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 whatever. Maybe there's not many of those cheat cards come up and more people go into regions and stuff. And maybe the mm-hmm. caps, there's no cheat coded cards. And then we come back next week and we look at it and we go, oh, Jesus, this week it was the opposite of the week before. Maybe. Yeah. I think yep. we're going to see that every other week, innit? It's like people are going to, we're going to be so focused on where the rewards were getting placed. Because I think like, you know, there was a lot of sort of fuss online about rewards. I got, I got really shit rewards this week as well. Like, a lot of people were moaning about their rewards online, but I don't think that's like a reflection of this game week. I think it's just the way it's maybe worked out, but um, because maybe most of those rewards are a bit more spread across multiple divisions, as opposed to like one place being where all the big cards got paid out, like in all-star or U23 or something like that. Right? Um, so yeah, it'd be really interesting to see how it kind of pans out to get back to Harry. If you'd have put Vasharan in that team and dropped you mm-hmm unique out and put it in cap 240 you'd have been joint fifth 329 329 was i'm just looking so fifth won a card which is worth on on solar data valuations at 0.57 roman roman thomas um 34 years old mine but regardless still (laughs) still and then the eth on top so you're looking at like a 0.7 win basically yeah yeah which is nuts really I think this is it. It's just like, if you've got that, you would be... Mm-hmm. These are the things that, again, I didn't really think I'd be that concerned about when they first... I thought I thought I might be... Maybe, I, I thought I'd have more... I think the realisation kicked in this week was like, I don't actually have... I'm not able to field as many good teams as I thought I was going to be. I thought, mm-hmm. oh, you know, cap mode will be fine. I'll be loads of stuff left over that's not gone anywhere. 
but you still need a goalkeeper and you probably need all of your you need all your players to play you you can't have five poor players you need yeah. a, you need a few good players in that 240 to hit those so if you're not going to you need a decisive or two, don't you? Yeah, you do. Easy. And you Easy. can't just enter it with like whatever's left. You need to target it if you're tra- mm-hmm. otherwise you're better off just putting it in all-star or you know, like splitting it up in and making teams better elsewhere. Mm-hmm. You, and I didn't really think it would be like that. But now that's the difference I think you notice, isn't it? When there's no bonus on the cards, it a 260 score, 250 score, sorry, is not as easy as it sounds. <laughs> no. Not as easy not as it all. sounds. It's crazy though. This is and you're in trouble, basically. No, oh my god, massively. And I just think like in like this is making the game way harder, which is not a bad thing in in a weird way. Like yeah, like it probably needed to happen. We've been saying it for a while. Like you know, people were milking the the two hundred five threshold for God knows how long, and you know that adds up over two three years, really, doesn't it? Twenty five quid a twice a week if you can hit it most weren't but regardless it was there and i just think you know this was probably needed it's going to take a a bit of time because like we're you know in terms of how long we've been playing we're we're veterans in theory on paper but that doesn't mean to say that like we can because it's new to all of us we're we're all in the same boat and we're all facing at the same time regardless of me if if i should be playing for two years plus on or whatever doesn't re- like yeah we're gonna have some some better cards because we've been playing longer on paper if you've you know done well with your gallery or whatever but ultimately the contemplations won't change like they're the same week in week out and I think I think it's gonna be I, I, I'm not saying it's a level playing field because this game clearly isn't because the person who started first on this game is gonna have just more options right but ultimately yeah. the the contemplations that we have each week and and the dilemmas are all very similar and i think regardless of if you're playing limited super rare rare whatever level you're playing at i just think it's like it doesn't matter what i'm getting at is it doesn't matter how long you've been playing this game it's still a it's still a headache regardless of where you're at how many cards you've got it's still going to be but in a in a very positive way it's a, it's a positive headache because you you know it's all on you you decide where you want to play your players and you know you're only going to know at the end of the game we ha- how how you've got on, but ultimately it's, you know, it's easy to to look back and be like, oh well, I should have like we said we should have calculated the Irish Sharon. I could have been fifth here and there. But you take that on board and you look you look at that now and I go, okay, that now gives me more of a reason why I should play this week. Do you get what I'm saying? Like you know, assess what you've done in the on the weekend. I've made my mistakes, but ultimately if you can you know learn from them and and kind of react to them is kind of where this game's going now, isn't it? It's really sort of you know, you really need to just capitalize on past mistakes and and kind of you know kick mm. on from there. Yeah, I mean, just talking to you two now in here and looking at like what I kind of lined up for the weekend, I'm already starting to double like you know double check myself. Like, <laughs> thought, well, make sure you don't miss the deadline stream this week, Stashy boy. Yes, yeah, I'll get in there this time and won't, I won't miss any 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 of the action or the alpha. But uh, I. I am looking at that 240 cap mode super rare that I've kind of like l- launched in there. And the more I'm sitting here thinking about it, I'm like, I think you you need to put someone in there who might hit a decisive, don't you, really? If you yeah. want to win a card, if it's yeah. just about scraping the ETH, you, you're all right with all around. But if you are hoping to win a card, I probably need to look at that and think, I need to stick a forward who's going to get a goal. Or... And I think that's mm-hmm. part of my problem this weekend is I don't have... 
a forward with a really favourable fixture. I've got some good midfielders, but I don't have a forward who I can go, yep, that player's going to bang this weekend. I think Cherky has a tough game at home. And he's he's my informed forward at the moment. Him and Colidio. Um, Colidio has an away game, I think. Um, and Cherky's at home to a lens. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Which is a, is a, is a tougher game. They... Mm-hmm. He, sure. he, might not have, he might not have the high-flying games he's had. He, he had another good game last night in the cup. Last night, yeah. yeah. He had a great game there. So if he can keep this form going, then fantastic. But Cherky's in my U23 this weekend, I think. Like, it'd be silly not to. Especially seeing the rewards that came out of that last weekend. Um, it's like having a team with a unique player and they're all U23s and you've got some, some forwards who are capable of a decisive... It's so hard to not look at that and go, I'm in there this week. 100%. Yeah. And it's that U23 utility as well. I don't know about you, Harry, but my my U23 goalkeeper is Guy Tankook, who ages out in the summer. Same. So I'm like, <laughs> I don't use U23 every week. I feel dirty. <laughs> I feel yeah. Like, yeah, I'm wasting him. If I don't if I don't enter that, it's mm-hmm. a challenger. And in, I mean, this would be a good weekend to consider challenger because there's no Celtic, because Benfica and Porto have a tough True. Game. True. And obviously, given the atrocities that are going on over in Turkey as well, there's no games there. So mm-hmm. Challenger is going to be light of a lot of the heavyweights this weekend. So if, sure. you're gonna, if you're going to consider it any weekend, I think it's this one. Um, mm-hmm. If you've got Ajax and PSV cards like I do. But, but yeah, be it's going to be a, a busy evening of messing about on my laptop. I think um, my missus is going to be bored with me uh, not <laughs> talking about sadly so another thing I was going to throw out in the podcast today as well and again I got this from a lot of the members I was chatting away with um, particularly the guys that are playing in limited and whatever the, the rare kickoff division I've not managed to play any kickoff divisions yet just wondering if you guys have as well but the rare kickoff division is uh, <clears throat> very fun to build a team for if you've got under 10 rares because um, limiteds aren't you know most people that listen to this have unlimited gallery of some sort of means already uh, and there's no there's no caps, there's no restrictions on it, you know, like the reward pool's okay and whatever, but if you've got some boss limiteds and you don't mind picking up a wee rare for 80 quid or something, mm-hmm. you know, because some, some rares that you can play in this kickoff mode, they can get you the scores you need, don't cost that much, you know, particularly if you've got the limiteds backing them up. But um, I think a lot of people I was talking to anyway really underestimated that I'm not playing rare kickoff. You're never going to see me in there. You're never going to yeah. see anyone on this podcast in rare kickoff because we're never going to have <laughs> less than 10 rares, you know? And we're talking earlier on my cap modes, running away from Haaland's and Mbappe's. But these kickoff modes is the best way to run away from people like us, <laughs> depending yeah. on what scarcity you're at. You know, if you're worried about the Haaland's and whatever, super rare kick, depending on my super rares you've got, unique kickoff, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. rare, of course. Um, and great, I think yeah. because particularly a lot of the people like us that are like front facing and maybe thinking about strategy and all the rest of it. Um, no one's really looking, no one with any real means on a gallery who's thinking about being optimal and winning and doing all this stuff is really making any strategy or really inroads towards kickoff. And I think last week, probably the next week or two, a lot of these uh, smaller accounts at each of the levels will have their way with, you know, getting some easy wins under their belt before maybe some of those guys that have a gallery on the fence Make up their yeah. mind with what they're doing, or see an opportunity mm-hmm. to strike against. Um, have you have you done anything to kick off yourself? I haven't, no mate. I'm just looking at. Well, I, I can't enter the the rare and the super rare one for obvious reasons. I could enter the unique one. I have a unique, but I don't have the excess super rare goalies to kind of yeah. you know risk it there. 
funny story. I'm trying to look for the limited kickoff because I only have four limited cards, and it's not give. It's not even on there for me. Like it doesn't even say lock. There's no limited kickoff anymore. So right, rather okay, than limited okay. kickoff, what they do is they've got oh, the yeah. it's the league version semi pro. So that's yeah. where you put in one limited okay. and four commons, and that's for Got all you. the league-specific ones. So, And do you know an interesting detail I'll share on the podcast around that, right? Is see the commons that you draft for like you all can the You can double-use them, can't you, if that you makes sense? You can double-use them, yep. Yeah. So you don't need to yeah. worry about, oh, I've used him in the draft, I can't use him in that mode. So yeah, so, we want out there for the audience if you've missed that. Yeah, that um, is massive. And I was just going to – sorry, Stitch. I was just going to uh-huh. say my one of, one of my best mates who, um, you know, been you know long – long-term fpl player um you know likes a bet on the weekend type of thing but you know nothing no more than like a fiver type of thing and he's recently um you know been you know in my messages giving me the old i've just started so rare like i was i did the draft last week you did the prem draft um and now this week he's bought himself a um andreas Pereira limited to nice. go into the um to go into the semi-pro uh prem well, yeah, semi-pro prem is that what we're calling it? Yeah, semi-pro yeah. Premier League um, competition. Premier. Yeah, so he's using his four commons. He's using one limited. The limited gets a score of an increased score of fifty percent uh, bonus. You must have ten or less limited to enter, and you're looking at there's just under four thousand players in that right now, and and two hundred prizes. You know, compare that to the the draft mode. You're looking at again, obviously two hundred prizes, but a crazy amount of entrance. Well, it was like one hundred eighty thousand last week, wasn't it? So. Um, you know, it just you know by by buying one card, he's managed to eliminate. So there's 165,000 basically in the uh, Premier League amateur right now. So by buying one Andreas Pereira card, which I don't know how much Andreas Pereira costs, but I can't imagine it's more than like a tenner. Um, maybe maybe he's like 15. Like he's eliminated a, a crazy percentage of players, and now he's in a a much you know smaller pool of of entrance for the same amount of prizes, and he can win some Premier League tickets. Apparently, that's the thing this week, which is cool. Yeah. Um. By and I, I'm just looking now. So Andreas Pereira, I'm just looking how much he is. Yeah. Okay. He's 19, 20 quid basically, and now he can reuse those commons as much as he likes. He can swap two in and out every weekend as he likes. Like you said, you can do the double bubble. So he's not only still playing the dra- uh, the amateur, he can still you know, reuse his, his commons or four commons for the, the semi-pro league. And it just it just keeps him in the loop. And then eventually you'll probably go and buy four more common, uh, four more limited Premier League players. Because, you know, he plays FPL. He's, you know, he knows the Premier League better than any other league for now. And I think that is going to be many, I know this is a different conversation, but that is just going to be many people's sort of entry point into Sora right now. Because, you know, the Premier League cards don't score that well, unfortunately, for the most part. But ultimately, we know their faces. That's just as simple as it. Yeah. Like, like, that is it. My yeah. mates know who Andreas Pereira is. Like, that, that's ultimately how it how it sort of goes. And I, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's great for, for onboarding. It's... It's given a, and especially the draft system and, and the way they're doing it now compared to years before. It was always a casual league and it was two prizes. <laughs> like it was just a bit of a nightmare, wasn't it? In terms of like yeah. wanting to stay in the casual league. And in, in one side of things, that was a good thing because people would kickstart their limited and, and rare careers very quickly upon entering the casual because it wasn't that enticing. Problem is with this, the draft and the semi pro is quite enticing to just stay there for a little while isn't it which is an issue in terms of progression like maybe progression is going to be a bit slower which might be fine that so it might be okay with that but ultimately i think they are it's, it's a good thing because they're gonna they're gonna understand the game a lot better they're gonna be in that lower sort of tier for a lot longer and just just really get to know the game you know to a, to a higher degree to then 
kick on eventually rather than just jump straight from casual for one week. I've had enough of this. I didn't, I finished a hundred thousand out of whatever. I didn't win anything. Sack it off. I know there's still that amount of players playing now, but there's 200 prizes. There's a lot more on offer, although it's still a tiny percentage compared to the entrance, but it's a free to play. What can you expect? Right? So I just, yeah, just to put that point, just to sort of conclude that point. I just do really think this whole, the semi-pro and, um, and then go into the pro as well for these sort of new players is is actually massive. Yeah, definitely. I'm just trying to look now at um, another one we don't talk about is the Legends Challenge because they changed the prize pool for that. And I'm just trying, I've gone into like the rewards from last week and I can't find the rewards for the Legends Challenge at all. So I'm now on someone's, um, I'm now on the person, one of the people who won a tier zero from the Legend Challenge um, in the rare division i'm just trying to find what they won um i maybe need to go into okay so okay so someone who came second in the legends pro won yeah we had mores rare wow that's a pretty decent prize right no one really talks about what's going on down yeah. in those legends that yeah i think legends is a mad racket that no one's told me about i only realized about a week or two ago that you get real rewards in that and it wasn't just more legends yeah, I think it's right quiet by the people right at the top of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just like the top three was like a bottle of boar, Bellamar, and Chamu. And I'm like, I know I've seen those names, so yeah, Ch Chamu came second and won a Riyad Mahrez. Red. I now get why Sean Nushin plays with Legends as often as he does. I've always never understood, but it now absolutely all. I'm thinking I know somebody that plays Legends. I've got four <laughs> Legend cards, and two of them are Ajax forwards. So the idea was like, I've got. If an Ajax forward, which normally happens, right? Berghaus scored 100 last weekend. So straight away, I've got two cards on 100 in my Legends team. Because I've got uh, I've got Cruyff and I've got Van Basten Ajax forward cards. So they play as my two forwards. And then I've got the option of putting in a Bayern midfielder, which is essentially a Kimmich most weekends, or a Juventus midfielder like my uh, Zidane. And then I fill the other two slots because you can only use three. So I need a goalkeeper and a defender who are going to keep a clean sheet, basically. And um, for since I since I came in with that strategy, I haven't won anything. <laughs> I've still not won anything. <laughs> in limited, I think it's different because you can just go out and buy those cards and put them in every week. But in rare, buy a timber for defence and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, in rare, you've got. I mean, looking at this other upcoming, the rare yeah, one's funny it, because you can put all the scarcities into the rare one, can't you? Can you? Yeah, so I think if you've got a Legends Unique, it doesn't really mm. change the score yeah. of it. But oh, you yeah, don't need to go and buy a rare version, you know. Rare, I think and unique cards allowed. That's yeah. interesting because, uh, yeah, if you've got a rare, you need to have a rare, yeah, rare, rare or better legend to enter it. But if you've got three legends, if you had the three legends that I had in rare, for example, you only need to put another couple of decent scorers in and maybe scrape a top 20 reward. Um, and yeah, there's three star rares in that pool. You know, nine tier ones, or sorry, five tier ones, and then ten tier twos. And if Riyad Mahrez was a you know podium, now you know why PSU fans may be looking at those those uh, those legends. But legends is like no one's talking about it. It's it's mm. tucked away at the bottom of all of the um, things. <laughs> I was just sorting my teams out, and I forgot it was there. And I just looked at it, and I thought, what do people win in legends? I haven't seen because I knew that they changed it for. You used to just win a legend card. It's I, yeah. and I. The reason I bought mine was to treat that as like a threshold. Like 
you know, win a legend, worst case is worth a tenner or something like that. Like with limiteds, that's not a bad reward. Like it's better than most tier three limiteds, right? Mm-hmm. But um, I haven't won anything. I've never won anything in it. Um, there's only a hundred paid out in limiteds and there's 10 times the amount of entries in it. You know, there's only 138 in the rep in the challenge pro and there's 20 cards in, in there. So might be worth a look as well. I, I'm just, I have to feel like at this point, we all need to just go out and start buying loads of goalkeepers because we'll, mm-hmm. otherwise, you know, we're just putting loads of players into training. That I think that's the thing now is that you need goalkeepers. You really need goalkeepers now. And it's hard to, I don't know if anyone's tried to buy a goal, starting goalkeepers from anyone at the moment, but no one gives you a good price on a starting goalkeeper right now. You have to take a, you have to take a, a punt on a, on a, on a goalie that's just gone out injured or something. And, you know, you're hoping it isn't a long-term injury, that kind of thing. Or maybe they've just signed a new keeper and no one's sure who the number one's going to be when it starts in a couple of weeks. So we, we talk about this on a podcast all the time, but <laughs> always, always in the market for a goalkeeper. Um, but yeah, I think I thought, I thought I'd get some clarity coming on in and talking to you boys about the weekend that coming up, but I feel <laughs> more confused than ever. <laughs> This is yeah. This is why, like, I don't, I don't miss having a gallery that like was quite fluid in a way. Because like a year, you know, year and a half ago, I was playing a bit of challenger, a bit of champion, bit of under twenty three, bit of all star pro. Right, I had like four, say, main teams. I don't now this cat mode into play and and whatever. I feel like my 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 direction would be so much more skewed and and all over the place. Which is not a bad thing because it does bring complications to the game and it brings more complexities and it is more fun in a weird, weird messed up way. But like for someone like me, my like my brain does well with like, I just like I like having like tunnel vision. And yeah, I've said I have the complication of or, or the contemplation, sorry, of you know I could go deep um, under twenty three super or I could play it in capped. That's like one, like that's all I can do. It's like yes, it's like one or two. Where like if you've got a fluid gallery like yourself, Stish, and and like you as well, Quinny, but I'd say more so Stish in in the example you've just given me. Not only could your players play in under twenty three, they could go into regional, they could go into mm-hmm. all star pro, and they could still go into caps. You've got that like four, like that sort of you know the quadruple issue basically. Where I've only got like a double issue is under twenty three or capped. I can't go into regional really. Like it's not even in my thought process where because you play it now and again, it is in your thought process. And if you've got all those cards that can mingle with each other, I think yeah. it just like, it just makes it, it does make it a bit of a headache, which like I said, it's not necessarily terrible because it makes the game fun in a weird way. It keeps us on the game a lot longer. We're contemplating longer. Do we need to buy this guy? Oh, this guy got an L15 or 40. I probably need to just go out and get him for this week. It just it just brings a lot more complexity to the game. And I, and I think overall it is great, but it's going to take some some getting used to. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, That that's where I'm at. I think just sometimes I'm looking at other leagues and I'm like, oh, I've got some cards there, but I, I'm lacking the goalkeeper or something like that. And I think this weekend, like, I, I started playing Champ Euro Rare again recently because I do have some good cards in that. Um, and I've got two goalkeepers that are eligible, but I'm using one of them in U23 this weekend. So I've only really got one. But now I looked at it, I was like, I think I'm going to put him in cap 240 just to, just to be a bit more sensible than going into Rare. But then it's annoying because I do have some really good 
champ euro cards with good bonuses as well. Like, you know, I've got Di Lorenzo on 10%. I've got a Verts on 9.5. I've got a Musiala on 9.5. Why wouldn't I use them in there? Yeah. I don't, good point. That's, that, this is, these are the problems at the minute because I think looking at the, the Premier League as well, I'd love to win some Premier League rewards. And if you want to go and try and win them, then it makes sense to go into like Champ Euro Rare, right? Yeah, but they seem to be giving them out in, in cap. They seem to be sort of mm. just because that's the thing. I remember when the Dutch League first came out, they just kind of just they just give them out to anybody basically in the first couple of weeks because there's a surplus of them. We're not at the start of the season. We're midway through. There's probably a rush, if anything, really, just to get a lot of the first sort of mints out there, not only sell them in auction, but also to to sort of reward them. I've seen, yeah, I've seen loads of people win Premier League cards this weekend, to be fair. I wasn't one of them, but <laughs> I did see a lot on social media that, that did. Yeah. Quinny, with uh, the weekend in hand, no Celtic cards for SO5, what's your weekend looking like? A bit quieter this week. Well, um, <clears throat> very similar to what you guys have seen. I've been kind of reading the writing on the wall because I've got my, my little chart on the wall with all my players and my teams and that. Um, for the last couple of weeks waiting for this stuff and like the, the goalkeeper thing... Hasn't caught me by surprise, but I've just not got myself like I've got I still have the need for two goalkeepers, but I probably only had the need for one before the weekend. But like you were talking about there, I'd um I'd done a trade over the weekend where I took a, a bunch of questionable goalkeepers, in my opinion, anyway. Most of one of them might be a bit less questionable now. Um and try and turn them into a rock solid, steady goalkeeper, you know, because anyone that's listened to me or watched me over the last year will know how much of a hero that uh, David Soria has been for me as a goalkeeper. And he's a decent, he's a good kind of mid table guy, but there is no threat to his job whatsoever. And that is the, the, you know, the value attached to that is any scarcity of a goalkeeper is wildly underestimated. So, like, I took a wee bit, another, another kind of short term loss. Uh, on getting rid of two keepers I could play this week to only have one in, in the trade as it went down. Um, and I'm kind of enjoying the, the problem of knowing, I've, right, no matter where I can play my team, if it's cap, if it's region, if it's all-star, but I know it's going to be a good team because I've only got three goalkeepers. And, and in reality, for this weekend I'm talking, in reality I could probably service five goalkeepers. you know, And that's the kind of strategy I've spoken about before sometimes when, like, I don't think many people I, I bump into these days as maybe in a situation, but time's gone by. There's been lots of situations where I speak to people either on content or people on the live chat, and they're like, oh, limited players, rare players. I'm making six, seven, eight teams a week, and I'm not winning anything. Sometimes the easiest thing to do is just maybe sell a goalkeeper or two, you know, and mm. you've still got the same quality of player, but it gets diluted across less teams, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, I'm kind of in that position. So even though I've only got three teams out, I'm not any less confident on one or two of them, because that's all I'm looking for most game weeks, um, to shine and come out on top. And yes, Celtic aren't playing, but my, my US Unique, who is oh, a former Celtic player, he will be playing. He's at, I've got a bit of a derby. It's Palace at home at Brighton for big odds on Edward, who's odds on to start. And uh, it's probably going to be odds on to score as well. And that'll, <laughs> make me, and that'll make me odds on for the podium, I hope, you know. So, um, <laughs> only three teams for me, but it should be quite strong. And again, I've got no shame in, like, my best team is always going to go into the best prize pool I can fight for, but I've got no shame in like my super rares and my rares then going into two forties because for me, like I, this is all I do is play so rare basically. Like pulling that is, it's I don't care. Like that's an important part of my gameplay experience is, is that two forty element. 
So I've got two two forty teams, rare and super rare, and then I'm going after all star super rare with the the Eddie unique. Um, mm. And yeah, roll on next weekend when we get Celtic back, and then roll on the next weekend when we get some MLS goalkeepers in action because the keepers mm. I'm down. I'm only actually really, and I, I, I stress to remind everyone in the audience this as well, is I'm only actually down those goalkeepers, and this is for you in the audience as well, until MLS comes back and until Japan comes back, you know, because yeah. some of you guys will have dormant goalkeepers and you might look at your teams now and go, ah, oh, crap, I need three more European guys. But really in a week or two, you don't really need them as, as desperately as you might do today. And if you can wait, you'll probably, you'll probably still need those goalkeepers. But you know what? When MLS and J and K are all in season and Russia, somebody mentioned that in the live chat earlier, by the way, Russia, 5th of March return, um, yeah. then that premium on the price of the European goalkeepers will lessen, you know, and you know, you might not have as hard a deal to get them in the line. Yeah, you're going to lose out by not having them for the next two or three weeks or something, but hey, you can't have everything your own way. It's kind of what I'm telling myself, and I would urge to remind everyone in the audience out there that you probably have some non-EU stuff that might not be too far away from returning. There is someone in the audience who is a Palace fan who is telling you that Edouard is probably going to start on the bench on the weekend. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> he predicts a Mateta early sub if he's ineffectual. No, uh, no, 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 no. You don't want to hear none of that. Eddie, Eddie's starting. This is a big... Eddie shows up in the derby games. Eddie's starting this. No two ways about it. I'm a Palace <laughs> expert now. I don't know if he's a, I don't know if he's known this, but I'm now a Crystal Palace <laughs> expert. So, uh, <laughs> well, come down, come come down to my neck of the woods, mate. We'll have some uh, Caribbean and, and go catch a game. We'll have to give Dan a shout and see if he's got any tickets going. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, Someone else in the chat actually has had me literally just scouring the sort of Premier League rankings on on Sora data uh, for some end products. Said, dish. Is... I seen that request. Did you do it? I did it. I've, I've got. I, I think I've got an answer for them. Yeah. So the question was, you know, like what is a good player to pick up? for like under seven euros um i need to check exactly how much that is in ETH because i can't um filter out by like euro price but looking at the rankings and sort of some of the recent scores and the fixtures well maybe not a fixture this weekend but ashley young um, at aston villa has played at all of the last games he's got an l5 of 57.6 um and you can pick him up for around about that price on auction. So I'd say Ashley Young at the moment looks like one. But I think you can pick up a lot. I know um, Mr. Bumcrack in the uh, in in the chat, who is the Palace fan, <laughs> um, we were talking about Joe Chim Anderson at Crystal Palace being a real bargain on the platform yeah. at the moment because he's been out injured. Um, and obviously Chris Richards has done a great job while he's been there. But I'm pretty sure you can pick Anderson up for pennies at the moment and... You'd expect him to like regain his starting position at some point. I think you know if Richards hadn't done as well as he has done, he'd already be back in. But um, Anderson is back in training, as far as I'm aware, and I'd expect him to be starting next to Mark Gehi at some point soon. But like I said, Richards is probably going to have to have a a poor game or a quiet game. He's been pretty decent for Palace, covering for Anderson. But Anderson is uh, really cheap. Um, and yeah, if you if if you can be patient and you don't need to use him straight away, he might be worth a, a one to pick up and sit on for a few weeks until he gets back in the team. But he for me is probably Palace's best centre back. You know, Mark Gay, he's great, but Jal Matino six pound. Jal Matino six pound, yeah. Uh apparently Rafe got his super rare for two hundred quid, uh Joe Jamalison. I think that's a 
that's a that's a big purchase right there. I think that's a bargain. But I I remember seeing his number his number one rare went really cheap. I can't remember what it was, but I remember looking at it thinking that is a bargain. Whoever got that is an international as well. You're going to get used on international game weeks, which you know a lot of newcomers might not realise. But you know when the Premier League breaks, if you have international players, you can use them for their sort of World Cup qualifiers, all that stuff that we got coming the Euros qualifiers, all these things that are covered. Um, have either of you had a look already? Do you even do you ever look at the international breaks and think, pick this player up, pick that player up? The mm. Scottish players, I can add. Well, because I got that John John McGinn, a big part of that is the Scotland play because him and McGregor are nailed on to play for Scotland in midfield. I've got mm. Hendry who should come in as the defender, and I've got Gordon if he does get. It looks like he's coming back, and he should be the Scotland number one. So then, along with somebody like Unal or Jackie Marcus or something, I reckon I've got a. An international team there but beyond i wouldn't purposely go and do that but i've got the mcgregor i've got the hendry and then mcginn's available and i'm all okay and then you know um but the internationals some guys pull out like um jonathan garji the guy that runs sore israel he's got a beast of a little stack going on the go for like nations league group f and it's like mm-hmm. he's got like the he's got the goalkeeper from there's a goalkeeper that's just come on the platform at southampton i think and there may be like the Estonian national team keeper. They're under 23 as well. Oh, it's, the Ar- it's the Arsenal. Yeah, it's the Arsenal, the Arsenal guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he picks up lots of guys like this. There's another guy from Luxembourg that was on the Road to Glory series who plays for Mainz in the Bundesliga. Yes. And, okay. uh, and he, he does he does quite okay with those ones because, you know, like national team, no one really stacks against it. But um, I was actually quite intrigued to run into that £7 Premier League thing after I seen you took the lead on it, Stish. Uh, yeah. And I say Moutinho came up. I think uh, I like... Christopher Ayer, he's a fiver. And yep. there was another good player or two uh, towards the top of the value list. Jeffrey Schlupp is £6. Schlupp's a good one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And Tom Kearney of Fulham is £2. If you think he's worth £2, yeah. maybe you do, maybe you don't. I don't know. Um, uh, Mikalenko as well down there. Yeah, there's one other player that, that grabbed me. Uh, Hopefully he improves. Yeah, there's quite a few. I mean, I picked up. John Joe Shelby, rare for I think forty five quid, and um, nice. He was more of a like I think if he starts to play like if it, if they're Aspen equator, fiver, yeah, yeah. If I think like if you think long term as well, like John McGinn, you can pick him up for about seven euros. He's a good player. Um, Connor Cody's down there. You know you've got options in around the, that sort of price point, but I think like. Picking up a player like Andre Shelby as well, like the beauty of these Premier League players is if you do have patience and they become championship players next season, then there are some bargains to be had because a lot any of these Premier League clubs going down into the championship should dominate or be mm-hmm. decent next season. Top half-ish, yeah. If you can be patient and wait and sort of like start in your head building a team for like September next year, then this is the that's time kind of picking some that's of those. What I'm some of the youngsters in in the decent teams that might go down, you know, like Southampton mm-hmm. for me look, look done. I think they're down. They're going down. Yeah. And they've got a lot of good youth. Got a lot. They'll lose, you know, they'll lose the Ward Prouses. They'll lose those kind of players. So they'll be left with youth. And some of those players probably have cards on the platform. You've got to yeah. pick them up now for a tenner, 20 quid. And then mm-hmm. next season, sling them in uh, D2 Europe or All-Star and probably, you know, be quite successful with them. They've got some wicked youngsters, Southampton. Like that Roman Lavia, 
Bella Kotchup, mm. um, Samuel Adozi. They're, they're all like X-Man City boys, basically. Yeah. They just decided they to leave. They got Man a bunch of them in the summer, on. didn't they? Yeah, they just splashed big money on them as well. It was like, well, big money, but you know, 15, 10 mils here and there. They went under the radar. They're all playing first-team Premier League football, and no one's really batting an eyelid. Yeah, their scores might not, you know, correlate very well on, on our platform right now. But like you said, if they do go down, which it does look like they're, they're done and dusted really on on the field and on paper, I guess, right now, um, you know, those scores turn into to big scores. Like a good example is like Morgan Gibbs-White last year, played for Sheffield United on loan, like on the, you know, most game, well, not most gaming, but he was smashing like 80 plus, not just AA, you know, he was getting decisive. He's on set pieces. He's somebody that, you know, in the Prem... It's translated a little bit. He's not a fifty million pound player like I think the the fee ended up rising to. But in the championship, those type of players, um, you know, become very lucrative. Like mm. Sanderberg has been one of them for a little while, hasn't he? Even though he's in the the champ still now. I'm thinking like if if Forest do go down, I know they've been good over the last couple of games. But let's say they do, I'll be happy that Nico Williams is back in the champ because he yeah. was incredible for Fulham last season. I was getting God knows how much utility out of him midweeks. Um, and on week on weekends as well, he was getting crazy scores. And I imagine somebody like him, I, I don't, I don't really see him leaving Forest for a couple of years. Really, with he's probably on a decent wedge. He probably don't really care whether he's playing champ or prem. Really, as long as he's playing week in week out. Um, Brennan Johnson, so he probably might get a move. To be fair, Brennan. But regardless, there, there is that that um, that formula that you just mentioned, Stish, is something that I just can't see how that doesn't work. Basically, yeah. I think you just got to be patient. That's what I would say like to people that you know like maybe haven't got into the game because they've been put off by how expensive it looks to get involved in it. And yeah. it is expensive if you want to win this weekend, but if you want to win in 6 months time it's not, you know, like buy players now that in 6 months will be some of the better cards on the platform because they've moved clubs or they've come into the team or they've yeah. been relegated and there is that opportunity now. Um but that's the difference, isn't it? It's like some people look and they want to win now and they're like, well, I need Haaland, I need this, I need that. And it's like, if you want to do that, yeah, it's really expensive. But if you want to pick up some of these like youngsters who might get into the team next year, you could find yourself winning rewards week in, week out and on, on like a reasonable budget, I think. I've punted on a... Um, I've actually probably overpaid for him to be fair on auction, but I bought a, a super rare Andrew Moran. I don't know if you've heard of him. But basically, he's like Evan Ferguson. You know this Evan Ferguson that's yes. been playing for Brighton? He's his basically he's basically his love child. They're both like the same age. They both play for Ireland under-19 together. He came on against Everton, to be fair. He made his Premier League debut uh, on the 3rd of Jan. Um, oh, yeah. Been on the bench Been on the bench ever since. Mate, you watch this kid play. Oh, my God. He is This is what this gets me excited. I like th These are the cards that I like to pick up and just leave them. They make my gallery look like, you know, like the gallery values drop, drop, drop. But then as soon as one of these mm -hmm. comes good, you 10x like in the space of a month or something. It's that's the, that, these are the trades that pay off for me, I think. 100%. Like, and I look at it and I probably I, I probably jumped the gun on the auction at the time. Like how much I paid this guy was just just kept bidding me up and I just it just wasn't stopping. Um, yeah. Like you compare it to the rare price. The rare price was only going for like 30 quid, 36 quid nine days ago. And I paid 400 for the super. So it's basically like a 10x, right? On mm. you know, for newcomers, they might look at that and go, "Well, it's it's ten x rarer than you know." Fair enough, whatever. But bottom line is, I probably did overpay. Um, but ultimately, I don't know if they're going to mint another one for a long time, really, unless he starts playing. So 
there might not be unless he gets re- he might get rewarded, but I doubt it with with his sort of health. Yeah, like with a twenty one, yeah, probably don't make sense right now for them, especially with the price point he's at. Because I'm the only I'm the only sale effectively. Um, and yeah, honestly, I've watched this kid's highlights. He's just absolutely ripping up the Premier League two up. He's nineteen right now, and like, have you seen this? There's like a new golden. Well, there's going to be like a golden generation of Irish players. They've got like Bazunu. Kelleher, mm-hmm. Liverpool as goalies. They've got a couple of good defenders, Evan Ferguson and Brian. I just mentioned this kid. They've got a, like a good like core of like eleven players. A guy at Celtic. Who's the who is the um, Johnny uh, Kenny? Rito, Rito, no Rito Vara. Have you heard of him? Rito, Rocco Vata. Rocco Vata. Obviously, his old man played for Celtic and that one there. He's like in this Irish setup, and they're loving the look of him. They've got like a real good. Bosan Lawal is one of the big ones coming through at Celtic. Is it, he's a big defender. There's, there's one at Inter Milan. Uh, this, but basically, as soon as I bought this Super Red, not to digress, but as soon as I bought this Super Red, some guy messaged me on Discord. Um, I'll give him a shout out, Unscathed Cat. And he messaged me saying, Hey, Harry, hope all is well. Just want to shoot you a message to say how jealous I am of that Super Red Moran. I'm Irish and I'm a huge watcher of both our domestic league and under age national team. So become aware of Andy when he was playing for our first team at 15 years old at Bray Wanderers um in the league of ireland i'm sure you've done all the research blah blah blah, blah. Uh, but i think it's a super by top talent maybe even more so than ferguson and we know how good ferguson's been in the prem obviously got got injured simply too good for his underage football at this point and being cleaning up in the premier league too uh the lack of loan this january may point to some more first team involvement for the end of the season blah 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 and we just started chinese a big under 19s and 21s irish football fan um and just you know just like you said, those sort of buys, the, yeah, they bulk out your gallery in terms of like, there's no utility for him right now, even though he's come off the no. bench once. That ain't going to do anything for me. I, I need players who are going to score 60s, obviously, right? To, for me to do anything right now. But imagine this kid gets a loan next season to, I don't know, Bristol City or something. That or if he, or if he comes to Cardiff, <laughs> he can come to <laughs> Cardiff <laughs> with open arms. And, uh, and let, well, mind you, we look like we're going to get relegated to be fair. So I'll take that back. But um just, just those the, those buys do get me re- like i prefer to spend 0.3 on that than i would like a, a 0.3 rare i don't know like an ericsson right now not that i play over 23s but i just would because i'm just looking at that and i think like you said that 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 chance of him going to play yeah. in a team week in week out on loan in the championship next season like and and he's the type of player that gets goals gets assists take set pieces he's a number 10 he can run he's mm. athletic and he, he looks great like that just gets my juices flowing a little bit more than like buying a fucking christian erickson for point three and you know yeah he's gonna do well in the prem this season but who knows what's gonna you're gonna do after that like i just i do you get what i'm saying like, that excites yeah. me a lot more and i think i think you you may be on, on this sort of the same wavelength in that sense yeah so, I, I i've definitely got a few of them in my gallery but i've had a few as well and they come good like i bought, I bought hmm. kenneth, kenneth taylor i i had sat on his rear for ages Bought his yeah. super rare when when a when a manager was so, selling up, so I picked his super out for an ETH, which at the time was a fair bit for a player who wasn't playing. But I'd mm-hmm. seen enough of him to know that this kid is going to be ridiculous when he gets inside. Yeah. He's going to be proper box to box, and you know, mm-hmm. like a matrix, a matrix melter, as as we like yeah. to call him. But um, yeah, he's 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 come pretty good this season. He seems to have cemented his place in the starting lineup now. And there you go. I've got like a. I've got like a nailed on U23 who is what he's only 20 still so I've got years of utility from him now until he until he makes one of them bad moves you know like that's the problem with Everton <laughs> yeah those here we go well I take that now if they're going down I'd love a Kenny true, true. 
decent. <laughs> that would be, be decent. <laughs> yeah, I think if you look at, you know, like a Don, if he does a Van der Beek and goes to a Man United where he doesn't really click or, you know, like sits on the bench at Liverpool or something like that, that there are moves like that for Ajax players, unfortunately. But um, yeah, some of the English ones are a little bit more interesting in that sense that a lot of the players in England get loaned out either to European divisions where they go straight into the side or they get loaned down to the championship. Um, and, you know, again, they get the game time. Otherwise, they get recalled on loan and you just have to wait a bit longer. So I think I said it before, like when the Prem was coming on, I was one of the things I was most interested in was the players in those youth setups and like getting those mm-hmm. cards. Minted. I've been waiting for Kobe Mainu to be minted at Man United. Like he's cards nowhere to be seen. So I'm hoping that like they update, we get a Kobe. But I'd definitely be trying to keep get his card if he comes on the platform that's uh Paul Pogba Mark II hopefully does a little bit better than him at Man United but um he's the man for me he's one I'm gutted I'm gutted I missed Brennan Johnson's super rare went for like 0.5 on auction and obviously mm. he scored again on the weekend this was before he'd scored again um yeah so he went for 730 quid six days ago 0.35 um and obviously yeah scored I mean last four scores 60 77 75 69 before that, F42 against Chelsea, but obviously a bit of a recency bias there. But obviously, someone like me, you know, the, the the follows Wales. He's young enough to wear. He's under 23 for another three years. I was looking at like that's what annoys me. So I've paid 0.3 for this Moran kid. You add a 0.23 added onto that, and you get a Brennan Johnson super eight. So in that sense, I have definitely overpaid for this Moran kid on paper, 100%. Yeah, he's two or three years younger, so you could look at it and go, yeah, well, I could get X amount of more years eligibility and there's no guarantee this Moran makes it this Brennan Johnson scoring goals in the Prem at the end of the day mm. and scored goals in the champ last season so you know way more solidified yeah of course I would have if someone gave me the option now 0.35 on Brennan 0.3 on Moran obviously I'm going to choose Brennan for for multiple uh, reasons but um yeah there's just uh, just as a as an overall point these super auctions on 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 auction have just been so cheap I think Apart from the Moran that I bought. <laughs> <laughs> I need to more of an eye on them. I've, I've, I've been missing a lot of them. I, I kind of pop into the new auctions and I just go to like my favourites and see if any of them have like come up yet. But um, yeah, I've you, you need to be watching them all now, man. Like I see that John McGinn, I, I overpaid for it to get it in, but the auction went at point two. You it know what ridiculous. I mean? Yeah, yeah. Even for he's injured, even for his crap L5, like, you know, you can that just blew my mind that, that mm-hmm. that's where it landed, you know? And, um, you know, so I think, yeah, I've not been looking at my favourites. I'm just looking at these auctions and thinking like, oh, wow, I wonder if that's going to... Like, I think McBride got um, super rare Stuart Armstrong. And I know Stuart Armstrong doesn't really play for Southampton that much at the Decent moment. But player, roughly 90 yeah. quid. Yeah, you know I mean? Wow. He does yeah, play, yeah. he does get decisive. Uh, unique Ryan Christie, who is a starter for Bournemouth, went for 0.4. Wow. Mm. And I'm now looking at a unique Liam Cooper. And I know we're talking about cards that most people won't even look at, right? But he closes <laughs> in 40 minutes. At the moment, it's at a quarter of an ETH. I'm going to say right now, that's not going to break half an ETH. That unique. Yeah. And he's a start. Yeah. He doesn't really get in the Scotland squad normally. But he's normally a main guy for Leeds for the most part, as far as I know. Anyway. Yeah. He's been in and out of the team on the L5. But um, so some of these cards, I don't careful. think it, it, yeah. it's, it's just that, you know, like we've always said, to, to some extent or not like but everyone has their own saturation point for cards and because mm-hmm. we've got a full league you know how many people can take all how you know how many people can fight in the auctions for all of this stuff you know so having yeah. dry powder whether it's prem cards or non-prem cards you know yeah, whether it's not yeah yeah 
hundred percent. I just think I think there's just a bias for us though. Like we know, I know all these players so well in terms of Premier League players, even though they they haven't been on Sora for long um, or or at all. It's just like we think they're better than what they are in the game. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, that's yeah. probably at our detriment in a weird way. Us, a sort of you know British um, sort of football watchers in that sense. Like I don't know. I just think like I look at like a. I don't know. Just, just give me any name. Like it, they just don't equate score wise to what you'd love them to score. Do you get what I'm saying? And I don't know. Is that is that an issue? I don't know. Is that an issue for onboarders? Do you think in a weird way? Not an issue, but do you think they that confuses them? Maybe. Possibly. I think until you get used to the scoring, right? Until you yeah. played a bit of So Five and realised, like, you know. A player that does nothing but then gets an assist is not as <laughs> all, all the time, constantly. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, little touches here and there. That's like Osmar is the classic one in my gallery for that. It's like if you watch Saul, doesn't look like mm. he's doing much at all, and he's not all over it. But he's on the ball so much that those little, you know, completed passes they add up. You know, he might complete yeah. like eighty passes in a game, and like hundred percent, it's it all adds up on the all around. A couple of long balls. Loads of little passes, you know, win a couple of jewels, you're laughing. Like, mm-hmm. that, that has, you, until you've played SO5, you don't really know that. So I think that maybe, I don't think it, it maybe halts up the onboarding, but maybe it slows down people's progression. But we'll see. It'd be yeah. really interesting to see like who people start buying and what that means when, when the Prem starts to wind down for the season, what is going to happen in Asia, mm-hmm. America? And, are people going to start being like, oh, you know, I can't, you know, they've got the bug. They're, they're buzzing. They, they do their SO5 in the week and on the weekend. And suddenly they only play Prem. going to be really interesting to see what that does for America and Asia in a few months' time when everything starts to wind down. But 100%. I've got high hopes for it. Looking I sent these a wee link in the wee chat we've got. I sent this card to Nellis uh, this morning. I was like, mate, you have to buy this. And just when you're talking about Irish kids, I had to go and find the card and share it with you. Um, John Patrick. Wow, look at this guy. <laughs> well, for who's this guy? Where's he came from? John Patrick Finn. Is that Getafe? Yeah, Getafe kid. That's why I seen him like Getafe. I'm like John Patrick, he's just getting what he's Irish. Random, really most Irish name ever, as well. John Joe Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> John Joe Patrick Finn is the like full slug on the uh, URL. Why is so it? Is. That. Yeah. So I think we're about wrapping it up now. I think we've covered a lot of ground today. Harry, it's been a pleasure having you on, sir. Uh, where can people find you online, on socials? I'm sure a lot of people are already familiar with you and ours, but just in case any of our listeners are not familiar with Harry Trades, where can they find you? Um, yeah, well, first of all, just thank you for having me, guys. And yeah, just Harry Trades YT or at Harry Trades YT on, on Twitter. And then just Harry Trades on, on YouTube, basically, is kind of my, my two mains. I do have a bit of a TikTok that I try and post on now and again. I've, I've neglected it over the last couple of months. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm, you know, sort of mainly active on, on Twitter and, and YouTube. Um, but yeah, that's kind of that's kind of me, guys. Yeah, I do really appreciate you you having me on. It's been great having you, Harry. Thanks for joining us. Been great having you on, man. And uh, good luck in the game week. And everyone listening, uh, good luck in the game week. Quinny, good luck. Good luck, you, uh, good luck Harry. Bit of end product. Thank you, lads. Then. 
Yeah, and you and uh, Stish, I'll be seeing you in, in less than two weeks, I think. Paris. I'll see you in Paris, won't I? Yeah. Nice. Looking forward to it. All right, gang. We'll call it a day there. And uh, to everyone locked in, good luck for the game week, and we'll be back again next week. Cheers, all. Thank you.